Welcome to the Pageantry Podcast. And today's very special Pageantry Podcast guest calling in from Geneva, Switzerland, the director of Miss Earth USA, Laura Clark. Laura, welcome. Hi, Carl. How are you? I am doing marvelous today and yourself. Very good. Are you ready? Yeah, I think so. I think we're ready. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit first about your introduction to pageantry. How did you get involved in the industry? Well, I started a little late getting into pageantry. I'm actually originally a dance performer. So I spent all of my 20s uh, as an NFL cheerleader. And then I 100% thought my path was going to lead toward being a choreographer. And I owned a pro cheerleading uh, consulting business. And I was a coach you know, after about age 30, after spending a lot of years in the industry. And I just have, I was still single at that point in time. Um, I had always considered pageants, but I never could actually enter one because I always had games and practices and things like that. So I saw all my friends or several of my friends uh, back in Missouri and Kansas and the Midwest be very successful in pageantry. And I just thought that door had closed for me, but I was just a little bit over the age of 30 and, and a director met me in passing one day and uh, recruited me to enter a Ms. pageant. So I said, that would be a great idea, a great way to get involved in the community and stay motivated um, to get my performance outlet back in again. And I began the Ms. United States journey and I ended up winning. And so at, at that point, I was very heavily involved in that organization and then became a director and then got the opportunity to become a national director. And the rest is current day, not quite history yet but here we are. <laughs> what would prompt you to want to become a director? So I have always felt that I've just been more of a behind the scenes person. When I was in NFL cheerleading, we would do swimsuit calendars. We would do our, you know, photo shoots and everything to prepare for the year. We would do a runway competition every now and again, uh, not competition, but a, you know, runway presentation. And I just was never hundred percent comfortable in that limelight. And, um, but I always loved being behind the scenes. So once I was in pageantry and was asked to, Hey, will you fill in here? Will you help with this fashion show backstage? And I just felt like that was my element. And I love, I think I think very well on my feet and I'm very organized and I love connecting people too. So that's really been, um, the best path for me at this point. And of all the pageant systems out there, why Miss Earth USA? So I'll have to be honest. When I was asked to become the national director for Miss Earth, uh, at that point in time, I was involved in the Miss World organization. And I knew uh, Lisa Forbes, who had been Miss Earth USA. She was, I was very close with her. And I didn't, I'd never heard of it other than knowing she had taken the title and gone internationally to compete. And she spoke great things about it. But at that point in time, I was really busy. And so as I started learning more and more about Miss Earth, over the course of several months, I took a little bit more time to, to learn about the program. And uh, I was just really impressed with, first of all, the organization is fairly young in the pageant industry, just now celebrating 20 years. 
and how far they had come in that period of time, which was just 15 years at that point, and the relevancy, of course, of their message and knowing exactly who they are, um, competing in swimsuit, which the Miss World organization had taken away there recently. I just was very excited about what I saw the Miss Earth organization in the Philippines presenting on the international platform. And I thought, you know, the USA really needs more of this and needs a capable person to present it for the USA national competition. And if I heard you correctly, you said out of 20 years, 15, so you've been a director for how long? I think it's been five years. <laughs> so the pandemic has put us all, I think, in a little bit of a twist. So I think, yeah, I think it's been five years. 2016 was the first Miss Earth USA pageant that I produced. So between virtual and live, we'll say five <laughs> years. <laughs> right, yeah. It has been I a crazy year, as we all know. I know. In addition to Miss Earth USA, you actually bestow titles representing the various elements of the earth, correct? Can you explain that? Sure. One of the greatest things I think about Miss Earth is there is more than one winner. So they know that being an international title holder is a lot to take on. So they actually also crown their, their highest four from all over the world. Uh, the next is air and then water, then fire. And, you know, the overall winner is Miss Earth. And that is, of course, the most prestigious title you can win. Um, but we've uh, also done that at the USA level. So that's been something we've implemented since uh, for, for several years. And each of our elemental title holders, we also do the fifth title, which is eco. So we have a national um, court of five winners and the Miss Earth USA delegate does go on to compete on the international stage, but all of the elemental title holders get involved in our major national campaigns. They do service work in their communities or elsewhere, go to national or state pageants and help out, um, and then also come back to nationals the following year and crown their successor. Tell me what you enjoy most about directing Miss Earth USA. Um, well, I, I love where we are in pageantry right now, and I love the potential, I think, for this program to continue to grow. To, so to see that growth every year, to see the excitement that builds around our messaging and, you know, who knows what will come next, I can't tell you now, but, you know, every year we are, you know, establishing new first, firsts in the industry. And that's what is really exciting for me to keep paving the way for the, the pageant industry. Excellent. What makes Miss Earth so relevant today? So of course the environmentalism, that is our um, advocacy. That is the main message. We are beauty for a cause. So each delegate, um, she may or may not have a platform but we primarily just say, hey, look at your region as a state title holder, as Miss Florida, as Miss California, Miss Colorado, and address what's going on in your region. So get in there, get your hands dirty. We all have ways that we can help the environment on a day-to-day -day basis. And so you wanna tell people, show people how they can be part of the action, but you also want to admit certain regional aspects that you can uh, raise awareness about. And I think the USA, you know, the climate is so different from one place to the other that someone in California is gonna be facing different environmental issues 
compared to Maine or Michigan, Louisiana. So I, that's my, um, that's what makes us different. And I think helps the ladies actually make an impact in their titles. Perfect. Why did you decide to produce a virtual event this year? So it wasn't really my decision. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was Welcome. the biggest, I know. So I, you know, I have to be honest, people, you know, said, oh, that must have been such a hard decision. Well, we weren't really <laughs> allowed to do it. Uh, when it came down to our location was in Las Vegas in Nevada and events were not coming back, events were not starting and we just were not allowed to do it. So I had to choose a delegate to go compete at Miss Earth. And uh, so ultimately, you know, we could have just appointed somebody. So to be honest, you know, that you're, you know, we could have just said, hey, these are our candidates. She's the one we want. But we said, you know, let's try this. And actually Miss Earth going down the international path right now is the first to do like a full blown international competition virtually. Uh, and so we were, I believe the first to do a major international or major national pageant virtually. And it was a lot of fun. So we had at least eight candidates who were aging out. And so we had to honor them to give everybody a fair chance. And with the technology capabilities that we have right now, it was a lot of fun. And so we, we pretty much planned it in about two and a half weeks and went live and here we are with Lindsay Coffee. And I think it was a great experience. And of course we've interviewed her already and yeah. the next cover of Pageantry Magazine. Yeah. And speaking of the virtual event, explain some of the challenges in producing a virtual event versus a live event. Hmm. Uh, so technology, <laughs> technology is a great thing. It's also a very difficult thing. So each video that gets submitted, uh, sometimes the format is not the right thing that you need. Sometimes, you know, first of all, nobody's ever done this. So there's no handbook to tell us how to do it. So we were all learning along the way. And I think we did a really great job of preparing the candidates to present their their pro to their, their videos and all their modeling competition videos had to be filmed and submitted. And then um, we showed those to the judges and we aired them and they went through virtual interview as well. So sometimes girls entering virtual interviews would have technology problems as well. So that was a hard thing to overcome, but um, I think we're all learning and it's, you know, technology changes so much on a daily basis. So you never really can be fully prepared, I think, in that aspect of it. But there are a lot of benefits too. So I think we've learned also through a virtual pageant that um, you know the, the Zoom, the panel interviews is really easy and, and really nice to um, like let people just sit in their own element in their own home and do these interviews. Like you never know what's waist down, right? <laughs> or what's been pushed to the side in the background. Well, example of that today. <laughs> I know. Um, so we're actually going to con continue doing it in that format, at least for this coming year. So um, we have also learned of some ways that we can use technology through our, our scoring process as well that will be beneficial in the future. And how's Miss Earth USA Lindsay Coffee, to be exact, preparing for and competing in the international Miss Earth pageant that is actually going on right now. Right. So we've we spent 
uh, gosh, a good four weeks, three or four weeks, just working on her video competition segments and all the wardrobe components that were sponsored and picking out exactly the right look. And I'll tell you, we had actually, like the gown competition is airing tonight. We filmed it three times, three different locations, same gown, (laughs) but we would, you know, look back, reflect and say, no, no, we can do that better. Let's do that better. So we, we are very blessed with a great team of uh, videographers, hair and makeup artists, sponsors with the wardrobe. And so they helped make all that happen. And we had to put in the hours and Lindsay, Lindsay had to put in the hours, um, which she was always willing to do, do another take, do another take. And I think we've come up with some amazing footage that people are going to see over the next few weeks. And so she also has to do a live interview as well. So she's currently preparing for the judges panel to do a a live interview. And so far that's um, her environmental work continues and we continue to try to capture that and push that out on social media. And I will vouch for the production value of what goes into it since I had the honor actually of seeing y'all on location when you're actually here in Orlando. Yes. And it was an amazing Thing to watch behind the scenes and yes take after take and <laughs> the videographer want to do it again and then uh lindsay would say can i do that one more time and and, uh, yeah. and, and for what i've seen it, it has been amazing so far looking forward to 2021 it's going to be a new chapter for miss earth usa can you tell us your plans on where when why you're going to be holding the event Yes, so Miss Earth USA 2021 is scheduled January, coming up in 2021. So we decided that this was a really good opportunity. It's unfortunate Lindsay will only have a six month national reign, Um, but for us to be able to crown our delegates in January and have them serve the whole year, crown our national title holder and have her serve the whole year before she actually goes to the international stage, was always a goal of mine so that she can really sit back, relax, and then push hard once we get all the international competition information. So she she fully has a round year. Um, and so in January, we're going to Orlando, Florida, and we have a beautiful theater that uh, will host the program at the Shapen Theater at the Orange County Convention Center. And we have the LED walls, the beautiful lighting, the great back stage dressing room and we're still uh, using a lot of COVID health restriction precaution which as far as our staging and our backstage capacity um, our guests attending the show we have plenty of space for them uh, to space themselves out for distancing so that is still a unique factor for us this year Uh, but hopefully we'll continue to be in Orlando there at the Rosen Center Hotel in the Chapin Theater and continue to grow the program and and get back to what may be normal. <laughs> I hate the term new normal, um, but we hope to be there a few years and be able to expand. Can we that. even remember what normal is today? I know, I know, but it's important that, that we, you know, protect one another and, you know, at these larger events that we take that into consideration, all the guests who are there to see the ladies and make sure everyone's having a fun time, but also staying safe. And I've actually been to a couple of events lately out at the Rosen Center, and they are a wonderful staff, and mm-hmm. they do make sure that everybody does follow the correct safety protocols. So, so it's a wonderful venue, a wonderful event, and a wonderful staff out there. I know everybody yeah. enjoyed coming to Orlando to see 
Miss Earth USA 2021. Yes. And again, we can reiterate this a hundred times, but 2020 has been a very strange year for the glamour lifestyle industry. And several events have started to return to the stage. Let's talk about the state of pageantry from your perspective. So clearly there've been a lot of cancellations this year. So I, I think it's been an interesting time to look at what approach every pageant is taking, right? There are so many different approaches. And I think it's completely unfortunate when some of the pageants have just decided to delay the year. I think it's, I think it's unfortunate for our girls, for our, our pageant contestants. And I think it's unfortunate for those programs. Um, so uh, what's happening right now in pageant is there's just a lot of changes. So those programs are probably taking a step back also and, and maybe reevaluating. We'll see them come back in 2021, maybe with a totally different approach. But I do think this is going to be a pivotal moment for a lot of programs and, and see what they do with this time if they've pushed forward and had a virtual production and, and they keep the conversation going and they keep their delegates active and give them opportunities or what happens, you know, at the next stage when they reappear. Where do you see pageantry five, 10 years down the road? I think it's going to stay very relevant in the USA. Uh, and I think other countries now, I don't know if everyone watching or view or listening <laughs> understand like the level of pageantry in other countries is so huge, you know, Philippines and how, you know, and that is where our international pageant in Miss Earth is held most of the time is in the Philippines. Um, you know, the USA, it has several different reality show, reality contest options for people. That's what pageantry used to be. It used to, you know, Miss America used to be where all the talent went, right? To sing on television or perform on television for the, the talent portion. And that's, I don't think that's the case anymore because you can do all the other, so you think you can dance and American Idol and all the other reality contests that are out there. So I think pageantry has to turn in a direction where it's not trying to compete with those, those competitions. It is its own uh, place and it knows that the delegate that gets selected, I call them delegates, the contestant, the state title holder who becomes Miss Earth USA, who becomes Miss USA, that she should be a role model. So we need more substance in order for her to, for pageants to be sustainable. And I think we're seeing that. Um, I would also, um, I don't think television is necessarily the direction that all pageants need to go right now. So television, I don't wanna say it's dying, but you know, with all the streaming capabilities, you know, we might see a lot more pageants going that direction and getting the, the views via, via streaming or via YouTube and not trying so hard to be on the major television networks. What do you think? I see it both ways. Yeah. I was actually scheduling to watch one on television coming up here in the very near future and realize that I do not have that channel. Exactly. <laughs> direct TV. Yes. Um, I will probably add it in. Um, and of course, we, we're talking about, you know, the major iconic ones here in the United States. Uh, I think we're, everyone's aware of that. It's, uh, you know, over the years, there's been different networks pick up different things. I believe some of that will always have a place. 
Uh, it has been some of the highest rated specials, depending on the night that is actually on. Mm-hmm. But I think also in this strange time that we're in with the studios, television backlots, everything still, especially in California, shut yeah. down. Uh, anyone who does watch TV without streaming, there's a lot of reruns on, you know, right now. And right. I think, you know, it depends on when things open back up. Will it or will it not go back into that type of, you know, uh, special? Yeah. So, well, that's one thing we're, we're trying to work on. Yeah, we're trying to work on just the production value, yeah. which we always have. But understanding that, hey, sometimes these pageants have been under you know, hundreds and hundreds of thousand dollars of the network funding their production. And how can we duplicate that without that type of a budget? Exactly. Um, so I, you know, I think pageants have to be ready for the online audience and um, focusing on that production just as much as if it had been on television. I agree. And part of it, yes, it is that production value that you mentioned that is so important. But not only the production value, it has to be in a format that is interesting and you want your right. core audience to tune into it. I right. think that's one of the major points. Production, yes. This is the glamour lifestyle industry. It is the entertainment industry. Uh, so a lot of that does come out to production, but also put it in a format that's gonna be televised that is appealing to not only the core part of the industry, but also the general public that would want to tune in. Hence on certain right. nights, it has had higher ratings because it's again, something that uh, may, may not have as much appeal. And that's been pretty right. much historically ha- how it has worked out. And speaking of Miss Earth USA and its appeal and its production value, how can someone learn more about the system and what it represents? So our website, of course, MissEarthUSA.com and on Instagram and Facebook, we are Miss Earth USA. And those are the best ways. Of course, you can just call us, <laughs> um, get a I real live person on the phone, <laughs> <laughs> watch, watch Miss Earth. So Miss Earth is coming up over the next several weeks and uh, that'll culminate on November 28th here in the USA and November 29th in the Philippines. So watch what everyone is doing and what our end goal here is for our Miss Earth USA. Now we also have other divisions. So we do the teen division, um, the misses and the elite miss division, and they all actually compete on their international platforms as well. So that's, you know, we're open from ages 13 and up. Okay, 13 and up, and that that includes all the other divisions besides just the Miss Earth. Right. We're waiting to be Virtually produced at this moment and watch online coming up here very shortly. Is there anything that possibly I haven't brought up that you would like to address? Um, No, I mean, I think that I just commend you. I commend all of the professionals in this industry and constantly bringing to light what our delegates, what our, our title holders are doing and what, you know, the people in the industry are doing and keep pushing on it because it is relevant and there are people's lives being affected and bettered every year by deciding to enter pageantry. And we see some 
amazing women come out of pageantry who continue to speak highly of the industry. And that's what I hope con continues to happen year in, year out. They may not all become directors or, you know, TV journalists or, you know, famous actresses or things like that. But it, pageantry is helping them become a better mother, a better businesswoman, and whatever path they take. Right. And, and I really like that you brought that up because as someone who spent mostly their whole life in it, since my family pretty much found it within the United States back in 1962, it has been amazing to watch how some of the young ladies that I grew up with have gone to compete in major systems, then into the Ms., then into the Mrs. for married women, now into the senior pageant industry. Mm. More importantly, that their daughters became involved. Yeah. And now their granddaughters are involved. So it's a generational thing too, which has really helped expand the industry and to see what this industry does for uh, young people. It's, I'm sure you'll agree that's amazing. When you see these young ladies talk to an authority figure and we all joke about world peace and you know, what's your favorite you know, day of the year and things of that nature. But to see them talk on environmental issues uh, things that affect our country, things that affect our everyday life, and whether you agree with them or not, they can explain it succinctly and back up their thought process. So you at least have to respect their position. Don't you agree? Yes. Yes. No, it, these young ladies are incredibly impressive. And uh, they really can't, I don't want to say they can change the world, <laughs> like, is that so cliche? Um, but they can really impact their communities. And I think that they can um, open the door for other people to talk about these issues. And that's what we need right now. So one person clearly can't, I don't think, <laughs> save the world or change the world by themselves. But they, you know, that door can be open for them to have such a, a large platform. Each individual working together. How about that? Yes. Yes. One Excellent. more time. Let's give them your website and all your social media accounts. So they can follow Miss Earth USA. Sure. Super simple. MissEarthUSA.com. Miss Earth USA on Instagram and Facebook. And if you want to follow me, I'm Director Laura Clark on Instagram. And I try to tag you on everything that I can. I it's, it's like, how many sites <laughs> do I have to go look through to do this today? So, Laura, I really appreciate your time this morning. Um, I hope you've enjoyed as well as I did. Of course, uh, once this uh, is edited and posted, it'll be on pageantrymagazine.com. It'll be on Pageantry Magazine Facebook, Pageantry Magazine IGTV, YouTube, iTunes, as well as iHeartRadio. We're going to get it everywhere for you. Very exciting. And today's very special guest. I was so honored and pleased to talk with her today with the director of Miss Earth USA, Laura Clark. Laura, thank you so much for visiting with me today. Thank you, Carl.